Welcome to the Idiot Exclamation Entertainment Extravaganza, only on GamingUncensored.com. Hey, what is up? Welcome to episode eight of E4 2022. That's right. We're eight episodes in, which is uh, usually we do seven. So like we're, we're pushing farther than uh, than ever before. I, I think we're shooting for like 25. I know. I don't point. know when we're stopping this at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Tommy. That's JB over there. Uh, <laughs> we I like I mean, for, for real, like there's just going to be news happening during the summer. I think it's just going to be the summer of V4. So at some point we'll go back to our normal production and such. But not yet. We're still doing E4 for now. And as you can see, we both got different looks in our office. It's a little, it's a, it's a little weird. It's a little weird to see that microphone in the shot and not be wearing headset. But I got to tell you, I like it. Yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to help uh, with a bunch of stuff. And so uh, we're, we're always tweaking something. And so this is what we're tweaking right now, trying out some new microphones. These are the same microphones we had when we were together. Now we just, uh, now we're doing them uh, separate. So well, as, as you can also see, Jamie's at his house. I'm at my house. Uh, sadly, we are back in, in separate yes. locations. And and I will say that this is the first show that we've done separately since we uh, bought this mic. So if you're listening and there's something that sounds bad about what happened with this show, yeah, it's my fault. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so yeah, if 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 the audio says not his fault, it's my fault because it's the first time I've actually uh, been on the mic here, but. I I did I did do the the audio guy thing and I I got a level meter and I got really loud and I got really quiet and I messed around with the game and like I felt like a professional there. There so. you go. Yeah, no, I mean we do what we uh, what we can do. So um, this episode is going to be a little bit of a grab bag. Um, there was uh, a little bit of news today in that UB uh, showed off Skull and Bones, which <clears> has been this uh, game in development hell now for several years. It was a big deal at E3 many years ago, and it kind of disappeared and it's been floating around. So we finally have some details about it. We'll talk about that, uh, and then uh, a couple other things, including God of War Ragnarok. We uh, we have a release date for that uh, and a new. Tra- trailer and so uh, a couple of things happening in the gaming world uh and then we just still got games to talk about we just need to yeah. talk about games some more and so we've we, been playing games uh we uh we've finished uh horizon so we can talk about that we've got uh elden ring and death stranding to talk about still so we've just got uh games to talk about which is fun so uh should we start with some games we we should i i just have to mention my apologies for looking down right there it seems like every time uh, we 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 fire up these mics. My phone rings. It's like <laughs> somebody know, hey, you're on the air. Okay. Yeah, that that time it was mine. Uh, I had a timer set because uh, I uh, we just uh, found out that somebody we were contact with had COVID. So oh wow, COVID test. <laughs> I was doing yeah. that sitting here next to me, uh, which just came back uh, negative. Uh, so that's good news. I, uh, I ran into the, <laughs> I, I ran into that this week as well. I got one of those uh, yesterday. It's like, hey, I got it, yep. and then I'm going. That's it's, it's going around right now, so uh, yeah. uh, be careful out there, folks. It's yeah. uh, it's it's all over the place. Uh, get vaccinated. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, man, I feel so much better living in a world with vaccines. Uh, that has that has made a huge huge difference in 
all this COVID stuff. So, all that said, uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, some some video games. Uh, so, should we start with Horizon? So, I mean, that's a game we've been sure. talking about forever, and uh, sure. we've, we've seen the end game. I don't know that we're finished with it, uh, but we've uh, we've made it through the main uh, quest line, and so we can kind of talk about the uh, the ending to the game. And uh, but spoiler alert here, just in case you haven't finished finished Horizon yet, we're always so far behind that I think it's silly uh, for us to say spoiler alert because everybody's like, yeah idiots we know uh but just in case you haven't finished the game yet uh we will probably give away uh some stuff because it's worth talking about uh, uh ultimately now i'm interested to get your take on this uh as well uh i love the game uh, i just adore horizon it was fabulous uh i i enjoyed uh nearly every second i played of that game uh with a very very few frustrations around it but it's just a fun game that said the main storylines okay not great not awful it had its moments where i got really intrigued by it and then ultimately it just kind of it was fine uh but the ending to me uh it it had a lot of potential that it felt like it tried to pack a whole bunch of stuff into like the last two hours of the game and then you're like oh it's it's over oh okay and and it just felt like it just kind of like hit a wall and was done. And I just felt like, Oh, you could have done this. You could have done one more thing. You could have made this just a little bit cooler. And, and it did it. So way back when we started talking about this game, you referenced an article written by a guy talking about how Sony entertainment games were built like Marvel movies. And, and I kind of took that with a grain of salt. But at the end of this one, I really was watching. And the last two hours of the game, it reminded me of that battle scene in Black Panther where they were where they're all running up to the whatever whatever it was that they were running up to in Black right, Panther. Right. The whole army and everybody from Wakanda's there and and like that's what I saw in my head. I was like, dude was right. Because you're like running <laughs> up to really this base, and and there's all this stuff going on and blowing up and dinosaurs everywhere, and I'm, dude was totally right. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it, it it definitely had that Marvel climax thing, and then. And, and, then, and on that, can I can I just add one thing to that idea of a Marvel? I hadn't thought about this. I just brought it up, but it, this is also very Marvelish. They also put a lot of effort into setting up the next game. Yeah. Like a lot of the ending is not paid off in this game. It is set up for what you're going to do in the next game, which is, you know, I'm not complaining. I want more no, horizon. Give us another but, game, but and, you give me all of this stuff that I'm like, Ooh, that sounds really cool. And then you're like, roll credits. And I'm like, Oh no, no, wait, I want to do those things that we were just talking about, you know, like it, and Marvel movies have a bad habit of doing that. Like where it's like, here's the teaser for the next thing you'll get in two years. And you're like, Oh, why can't we just do that now? So, and, and they did that with the first game. I keep, I keep saying that forbidden West for me, the entire game felt like DLC that, that should have been, I feel like all of Forbidden West should have been part of the first game because it just like nothing really changed. Like it was the end of the world when you start 
Uh, Zero Dawn is still <laughs> the end of the world when you finish Zero Dawn. Things are slightly better, but yeah, but it's still essentially the end of the world. And now we're at the end of Forbidden West, and it's still the end of the world. And and, and, and it's in fact worse now. Right, like it's more right. like and uh, so and so. I feel like we're playing one long. Like I feel yes. like we're watching the Lord of the Rings back to back to back to back. Like yes. that's that's what it feels like. That that's a good way to to kind of uh, 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 contextualize the the thread of the story through Horizon. It is very much a continuous thread. It is not like disparate pieces, and and it's continuing. I, I hope it's a trilogy. Like let's well let's, obviously like, it is i mean like but, but i mean they could mm. do a fourth or a fifth or a say like yeah. they could do the marvel thing and just keep this going on yeah. you know ad infinitum and, and i don't want that like keep this world but like let's wrap aloy's story in a really good way that you can keep making horizon as a franchise and working in this universe or whatever but i hate the idea of it just being like until you know the horizon we're just going to keep going and going and going and going with this this uh franchise well, that's like I, eh. i'll tell you with it she's gonna die at some point you would but, think but with uh with the way they did it with the clones like they could just keep it going and going and going. And oh I, sure <laughs> i don't want to see that like i i feel like we're going in this next game. We're going to find two or three more Elizabeth uh, mm-hmm. Sobek clones. And like, I don't need that. Like, yeah. Like, we, yeah. Aloy is the clone. Like, she is the alpha. Everybody else is like, it's, it's like Charles Barkley's got a great example. Charles Barkley says, one of them guys is Michael Jackson and the rest is Tito and Jermaine. Like, like <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's a, that's hundred percent fair. So, uh, I want to, I want to quickly discuss two things about it. Actually talk about the ending of horizon. Just maybe what was good. What was as good, but I do. Cause you made me think about this as well. What they're setting up for the third game that could be different that could take it to something that it hasn't done yet. There is at least uh, a a sense that there could be more global travel in the third game, if not even some space travel in the third game. Like it's kind of setting itself up. You have some of the access to technology and equipment now at the end of this game to do that stuff. And you're dealing with an existential threat that's currently in space that theoretically when it arrives at earth we're all screwed and so we have to do something to it before it arrives to earth which kind of sets up this idea that there may be some you know interstellar something going on with uh with the third one which is strange i don't know if i love or hate that idea but i'm fascinated to see where they take it you know what it is it's Battlestar galactica is what it is it kind of is, yeah. That, it it kind of is. Like, it could be, yeah. I mean, they could definitely do that kind of thing with it. That could be cool. I don't know. Aloy the astronaut just doesn't make sense in my head, right? Like it's no, kind of. But but one thing that they did with the second game that I wasn't sure uh, that I liked or I hated, uh, and I still don't know how I feel about it. But Aloy as a human. It's like she took a smart pill for the second game because she's yeah. like, "Hey, look, tech, and here's how this thing works, and we'll move this thing over here." And like, she got 
super smart for the second game. First game, yes. she's like, hey, what's that? The shiny thing. Yeah. The, you know? <laughs> and so that that was something that they definitely did. And and I I still don't know whether I like or hate it. But like not, the second game, somebody asked her a question and she's like, Oh, it's this, it's this, uh, it's this tech over here, and you turn this thing and it does this thing, and that's how it works. Why yeah. haven't you gotten that? You know? <laughs> um yeah, yeah, for sure. I, 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 there definitely is that feel to it. She operates on a different level than anybody else in the game does. Yeah. Uh, even for a lot of, in a lot of ways, the Zeniths, you know, like there's stuff that she's savvy to that the Zeniths aren't savvy to either. And so it's this weird, like, you're, you feel like you're always one step ahead of everybody kind of thing. So on that, let, let's talk about the end with the Zenith. So ultimately the kind of last, you know, uh, mission in the game is to go to the Zenith base and, 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 and confront them. Uh, and there's a few cool elements to it, but there's like the way that it played out. So you land there and again, this is where it's pretty spoilery. So just uh, FYI, uh, but you get to like the base uh, and then you have to like make it to like the ship, the, the starship spaceship thing, whatever. Um, and you fight through a whole bunch of the, what are they called? Their machines and scepters. Specters. Specters. There we go. Yeah. Specters. You have to fight a whole bunch of the specters, which is fine. They're kind of fun to fight. But after you fight a couple of them, it's yeah, it's kind of uh, boring. Um, and, and so you fight your way to them. And then there's like beta unleashes like the the machine making uh, devices yeah. to get yeah, Hephaestus to get like all of these uh, dinosaurs coming. And that's the army like charging that you were talking about, which is super cool and you don't really do anything with like that was the bummer to me is like that should have had like such a cool like payoff element that you're like on the ground fighting like shoulder to shoulder with the dinosaurs against like this wave of specters kind of thing that it could have been this big like epic battle but it kind of just all happens in a cutscene. and i was like oh hey that would have been fun you know and it's the same thing with like a handful of the zeniths just get killed in that cutscene, and you're like Oh, that that's significant. Like a lot of stuff just happened in like this two minute cutscene that like I didn't get to play any of. You know, like the the, the payoff of accomplishing those things felt a lot lessened because it just kind of all played out in a cutscene. And I honestly think a lot of a lot of the way this game ended was we're in this time crunch. The PS Five's out. We have to get this game out because it's the game for the year, and let's just slam all this together because that—that's what it—it it really felt like. Hey, we're in a hurry. We've got to finish this. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Know. The ending felt very rushed. I, I think that's uh, that's valid for whatever reason that that happened. Uh, it, it definitely felt that way, including the last fight of the game. And so you get betrayed, of course, like that was no shocker, big twist at the end of the game of you getting betrayed. And then you fight the Spectre Prime or whatever it was called. So uh, let's, because this is my major issue with this, okay? You get the betrayal, which you knew that was going to happen. And you had just fought like 18 of these specters. Like, yeah. seriously, like 18. Like, oh, there's oh, no yeah. one and here's two more. And then, and, then, <laughs> right. and, then, and then you get betrayed and, and 
somebody says, you got no shield. And she's like, yeah, but I got this. Super Spectre. And, and it's, it's a mega, it's a, like, I felt, I, I felt like I was watching Voltron. I, I, yes, I felt, it was I felt very like, Voltron-ish. Like, like four of those just assembled. And, yeah. and, uh, and that was where they lost me. Because yeah. I was like, okay, he just fought 18 of these. Like, yeah. we know how this is going to look. No, this the, is not how you end this. The absolute, to me, at least, the most fun thing to do in Horizon is to fight the biggest, baddest, meanest dinosaurs you can, right? And especially, like, in end game, going and finding the Apex Trimmer Tusk or the Apex, uh, whatever the t-rex one is i can't think of it off the top of my head uh but like going and fighting the tide rippers which are the ones that gave me the hardest time but those were the most fun things because you're like what components do i need to take off in what order how can i get chain reactions happening blah 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 you know like you have to be tactical about it you got to like figure out their attacks and all this stuff and the specter prime battle at the end didn't have any of that really like it was just kind of blasted for a bit and, and it died you know like it wasn't a particularly hard fight and we were maxed out you know in game stuff and so and, that's fine whatever but it wasn't tactical i wanted like big massive area let's go back outside into that big area where this big huge fight just took place with all these huge beasts and let's have this really complex battle out there with this you know, big multi-stage final boss kind of thing that could have been so cool. And instead it was just a kind of, like you said, a pumped up specter like that. We just fought a bunch of, and I basically did the same thing and then it died. And then the game was over. And I was like, wait, there should be something else here. Like there, there needed to be a little bit more payoff to this. The, the, well, the mistake that they, I, I'm laughing as you, at you, as you're saying this, because if you go uh, to our YouTube channel and look, the last four hours of of Tommy playing Horizon is three and a half of those four hours is Tommy hunting for parts. Like <laughs> that, that, that's that's what it is for the last like three and a half you know hours. He's hunting for parts, and yep. and you get a huge kick out of that. And I it, that that's a. That's a personal preference kind of a thing because I've done it in Zero Dawn and I really, I could really <laughs> skip that. I really yeah. don't need that. Um, uh, and, and so it's really funny that, that because what I wanted, what I wanted was as far as an ending goes to ditch the machines and give me something with this really smart zenith that we haven't seen before. Like, yeah. you've got clearly the smartest of all of them, as far as tech-wise. Like, you could you could have done a ton with her that yes. we had never seen, and then I would have been like, okay, cool. Like, yes. but, but they just, you know... Put her up in Bolt, Boltron and off we go. Like <laughs> it, it was also very much Metal Gear. Like yes, you know, man. I'm, I'm like, it's, yeah. it's solid. Is it, is liquid in there? Like <laughs> like is that is that liquid snake? Man, that would have been a fun crossover. Yeah. What if like Horizon is the like 
the result of the Metal Gear franchise, right? Like Ooh, that Metal funny. Gear. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Like uh, there's, I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but uh, you know, you could you could kind of get there. Uh, it's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility. So, yeah. All, all uh, we all we need is Master Miller to pop up. And then, that's right. Man, now we've got something. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all that said, uh, Horizon's a fantastic game uh, in a lot of ways in spite of the main narrative. Again, it's not bad by any means, it's but not. it's not a narrative game. Uh, and so uh, it is great in, in its world and in its gameplay and its good and its story that ultimately didn't pay off in a big way for me. And I didn't really even care that much because I still love that game. I will yeah. come back to whatever DLC uh, that they put out. We will play that thing in VR as soon as it comes out. Like that world is just so freaking cool. Um that you know like we're going to be there for it whenever horizon 3 comes out uh we're going to be there for that too and i'm ready to see what happens with nemesis right that's the the right existential threat now is nemesis or whatever uh i'm fascinated to see what happens there and yeah it, it, fantastic game at this point I, game of the year for me i i i would imagine uh yeah, you would agree it, with me <laughs> i can't it, imagine it, any shock there the, the funny the funny thing there is is like we just spent 20 minutes talking about what we didn't like yeah and and it's still it's still the most like like it's it was still totally worth the 60 bucks that you or 70 bucks that you spent yep. uh w- which that says something to me about Sony in that they got our money, we're happy, and, and we're a little gripey about the story in the end. And, and they're like, huh, that's exactly what we would have. But, you know. Yeah, um, yeah they don't care. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's a fantastic game. So uh, so that said, let's, uh, let's talk about a couple other games. Uh, I, I just want to mention really quick, because I've gotten home now and, and re-hooked up the PlayStation 5 here and played some games. Uh, and the game that I've played exclusively is not the game that I thought I'd come home and play exclusively. Uh, but something happened between the time that I walked out of your house and the time I walked back into my house that I just got an itch for Elden Ring like you wouldn't believe. And okay. I think part of it so I had to ask because yep. I'm surprised at that because yep. I looked yesterday <laughs> and there's one video. So how many hours of Elden Ring have I missed? Yeah, there's more. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's 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 Elden Ring waiting for you for sure because okay. uh, there's there's definitely more at this point. So, um, but I think I, the the thing was so uh, I left your house and I spent you know a handful of days back at uh, the ranch where uh, my wife's family uh, lives where. I'm not going to hook up my PlayStation 5 there. We have too much other stuff going on. So I'm not playing games there, really. But I do have my computer. I have my phone. And so, like, when I'm bored and want to look up something on the internet, I don't need to look up anything about Death Stranding. Like, Death Stranding's a game you play. You don't look up stuff about it. But Elden Ring is absolutely the opposite. We've talked about that a ton. And so what I ended up doing is I spent a lot of my free time waiting to get back here looking up stuff about Elden Ring and like getting a plan in place of how I was going to tackle it when I got back home and all that kind of stuff, which ended up getting me really, really psyched to play the game. And, Did, and that's, that's all I've played since I got back. It's Elden Ring. I'm laughing because we told you, we told you when he was sitting here, that he is extremely accomplishment driven. I mean, you got what? three degrees at this point just because you made up your mind to go get uh three degrees and i'm and two masters and like 
accomplishment is your thing. And, and I knew that if this thing ever got a hold of you, that that was it. And so I, I'm laughing because I'm not surprised. What what really gets me though is that we talked about the fact that, and I haven't. Granted, I haven't watched the video. I thought I was going to have time today on my nice big screen. I've, I've been sitting right here in my office. I've had like three meetings in a row, and then then this. Um, so I haven't seen anything, but. But what gets me is the same thing that we were talking about when you were here in that that game is all about the accomplishment. There's yeah. story in there, but you got to dig for it. Yeah. And I don't think that has probably changed in the last three or four hours that you've played. And <laughs> so... Not. And so I'm. I'm really. Uh, what 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 amazes me is that this game owns you purely off of the accomplishment factor. Yep. Yeah, and it's. I I think it's going to at least for a little bit. I'm I'm going to fire up Death Stranding. I'm going to go back and forth between these two because I still want to know what happens in Death Stranding. Right. Uh, and I could. It, we'll talk more about that here in just a second because there's a little bit. Uh, just in not streaming all that kind of stuff we'll get to but on elden ring uh what i've what i've figured out uh via the internet this is all due to other people as everything on the internet first of all a huge shout out to our boy wolf deity uh who's longtime listener of the show who uh watched us play this on youtube uh and our our patheticness and went through and commented on like all these tips at different places uh, like timestamp tips for us which was just oh, insanely that's... helpful wow. <laughs> which is just yeah amazing so so big big shout out to wolf deity for for doing that because <laughs> it was a huge help uh so with that and then i found uh, a location in the game where you could go like essentially farm runes uh that's relatively easy to get to with these uh dudes that give you a thousand runes a pop which is really Ooh. nice because that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was not what we were getting farming anywhere else uh, that are relatively easy to kill. They're pretty slow. They do a lot of damage. And so when I first got there, they could one-shot me with one of their attacks and, and pretty quickly take me down if I, I wasn't being careful. I died by their hand many, many times. But it also was very, very low risk. Uh, and so I could kill a bunch of them. I could try out a bunch of things. Uh, so I both was farming ruins and kind of figuring out gameplay a lot more. And, and it just kind of changed everything. And so, like, I've gained 10 or 12 levels uh, just through that. So I'm level 33 now or something like that. Something crazy. Uh, went and got a couple of, or a new weapon, a new sword. And so we've got this big, massive sword uh, that's super slow, but, like, high damage and trying to figure out how to play that style. And, and, like, just got to the point where, like, I feel like I can hang. You know, like, I'm not just, like, getting clowned every time I walk into a mob. And so... I still die all the time. I don't right. think that's going to change about this game, but it's not that hopeless death that we were feeling at first where it just like, I died again. I died again. I died again. Now it's like, Oh, I got so close. Let me do it one more time. <laughs> and that's the, like the really like off putting, not fun side of dying is when you're just like, this is hopeless, hopeless. You, I can't you do know what it is. It. You know what it is. I, it just occurred to me. This, that style of gameplay 
That's all we grew up with. That's all every game was. Because yep. if you played a game straight through and, and it wasn't that, you're done in five hours, six hours. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, we, talk, we talk about Metroid being hard or, 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 or I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, um, I mean, go back to like, or, yeah, Contra or something that doesn't have yeah. saves, you know, right, like right. where you're truly like you die, you start over. Like at that's, least this, you don't start over, you know, but yeah. But that's exactly the way that we grew up. Yeah, and Metroid's he, such a good example because it had those really tough boss fights that you had to figure out and you die a bunch of times right. trying to figure it out. Like it's, yeah, it's, it is. No. And that kind of makes sense for why they're as beloved as they are because they do have that thing that and, a lot of modern games don't and let's be real honest when we were growing up none of those games whether it's Metroid or contra or none of them had a story oh, there, yeah. there was no story <laughs> you're you're just playing and you're yeah. trying not to die that's the entire thing. so yep. so that that right that's what's driving you and yeah. and and what's crazy to me is that there are people listening to this show right now that are in their 20s that never played a game like that until Souls games came out, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there's always been saves. Yeah. There's always, like, none of, there, there was a span when we were in college where, None of that, like, that's how we grew up, and then it went away, and then the Souls games came out, and it came back, and it went it went nuts. But that's how gaming started. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's something to it uh, uh, along that line. And it's just, like, it is, in a lot of ways, technically not impressive. And then in no, other ways, not. it is so magnificent. Like, it's such this... It's, like and I feel like this is probably all from soft games. Again, we just not played them really, uh, and so I can't speak to it. But like the pop in, we talked about this when we were together playing it, and I just notice it all the time. Like the pop in is so bad on this game, and after playing something like Horizon, that is really really polished in that sense. To have like grass pop in, you know, two seconds after it should have or whatever, and it's so jarring to me. And you know, like frame rates aren't you know. Know, as high as I would like for them to be and, and on and on like there's just a, a handful of things that you just feel that don't feel quite modern and then you add on top of that this very intentionally challenging combat system that can be to me really frustratingly clunky at times and I, I'm I know that that's the design I know that's not like you know whatever uh it is the from soft thing but to me it's like there was feature, a moment that i was not a bug yeah exactly there was a moment i was playing earlier today that like i just wanted to switch weapons and it just took way more effort than it should have in my head to switch weapons which like for a mechanic in a game i get why you want that to be harder like i understand why that's a thing but after playing something like horizon where like you could slow down time to switch weapons which obviously isn't a thing that exists in this world um like it, it just is a you have to approach it differently you have to have a different mindset and if you buy into that like you find all the other cool stuff and now i'm like i i got this new sword that i had to like 
right across a big area of the map that, you know, we hadn't explored yet. And so I got to see a lot of new areas to get there. And then I went and got like a whole bunch of smithing stones in this dungeon so I could level it up. And I'm like, okay, like now I've got a weapon that's pretty decent. I've leveled up enough that I can hang. And I've kind of explored this world a little bit more. I don't know what the story is. I'm never going to know what the story is. I'm never going to be like the super geeky stat souls guy. Like I'm, I'm, I get it enough that I'm going to be able to hang, you know, and and I think I'm going to have fun with that. I'm not going to be like the hardcore souls player, but I think I'm going to general genuinely enjoy this game, which is something I wasn't sure about a week ago. Which, which I'm glad because I mean, I mean, (laughs) the, the funny thing that we always talk about all of these services that are out there and we're paying for all these services, all of the games that we're playing right now we paid 70 bucks for right and so like like i, I say we patreon paid 70 bucks yeah. for so we should mention oh god by like, the way thank you for bringing yes. that up <laughs> um but 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 like that's money out of that's not a game pass game that's not yep. and that applies to like death stranding is on game pass well let's be honest we're probably gonna end up buying death stranding i i mean probably uh you know what's killer is that director's cut is is the downloadable version on playstation plus uh which i didn't realize let's talk about that in just a second we'll we'll transition over to death stranding for mm-hmm. just a moment uh but first because you mentioned it i forgot to do it at the beginning of the show big thanks to the patreon guys because you're getting <laughs> us to play games which is a good thing uh cabbage jose narc duff josh hector spider spencer kavash chad zeke chris brigham sam andrew and Luik. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support. Obviously, uh, we are we are uh, reaping the benefits uh, of yes. that, both with some new gear with these microphones that we've been talking about and some games. Uh, that is all thanks to you guys, uh, and we uh, appreciate that a ton. And, uh, and if you not- want to support us on Patreon, go by GamingUncensored.com. Click that Become a Patron link there by the yeah. top of the page. Please, please continue to support us because I did not realize it until we fired up these mics, but my office... Uh, sounds like a cavern. Yes. And, and I, 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 need, I need him to come back uh, for for a week or so to help me shore some things up because yep. this is not this this is gonna get very frustrating very quickly. Uh yep. so yeah, we need your money so that I can get Tommy here so we can clean some stuff up around here. Uh, yeah. and, and, and we'll, we'll use it for gaming stuff and there's still alcohol in my fridge. The alcohol is <laughs> yes. still there. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. You, if you're time. not on Patreon, you definitely need to be, and we will use that money to further this show. I promise you. Hundred percent. So, uh, real quick on Death Stranding. So, like I said, uh, the uh, the downloadable version is Director's Cut, which is super cool because it's more optimized for the PlayStation Five. Uh, I found that out because you can't stream a streaming game, and so no. that was the first thing. Is no, we no. tried that, doesn't work. We can't put streaming game uh, up on YouTube, which I get the limitation of trying to do that technologically. I think it could be done. I can't imagine why, but anyway, you can't. So that's fine. However, what I ran into when trying to just fire it up and see how it works is that the process of transferring from the uh, non-director's cut, the PlayStation 4 version of the game, which is what we were playing uh, on the streaming, and the director's cut, which is optimized for PlayStation 5, uh, was more work than I, I anticipated. It's not simple as loading up your save file. And it's 
more complicated by the fact that we're playing it on a stream and don't have uh, a save file that is local on our drive. And so I had to go through the hoops yeah. of firing up the streaming version, exporting. Uh, there's a specific way you have to export your save from the PlayStation 4 version to get to work with the Director's Cut version. And so I had to go through that process and then load it up and deal with cloud stuff and, and whatever. It, it just took a lot longer than it should have. And it was not obvious at all when you fire up the director's cut that that's what you got to do um so i had to look it up online and, and sure enough like dude on youtube was like here you go and i was like oh that that makes sense why can't you give me this little video uh konami or not konami kojima uh and and show me how to do this but whatever uh we have death stranding ready to go the brilliant thing about it uh is that the load times are just a quarter of what they are uh which is nice <laughs> that's the yeah. only thing i've done is i've just fired it up long enough to like export a save and then import the save but in that time i was like oh wow this basically has no load times like a playstation 5 game should right which is really really wonderful and, and it's gonna make us play more of it i think uh because uh, we talked about it earlier that it's one of those, you know, play a little while and then put down the controller for 45 minutes and then like, like th- that's what that is. And so if we yeah. don't have to worry about load times. That's going to get us more into that. I think but load yeah. times, load times at this point are, are a huge deal. Uh, and, and I'm uh, dealing with something at my parents' house. That's part of the reason why I have, to uh, get you here, uh, the the one of the hard drives in my rig is uh, dying, and my rig is not acting appropriately, and uh, it's it's a backup drive. It's not a big deal, but if you've ever had a drive die, it affects your entire system. Like it's not just hey, here's this backup drive over here, and so part of the reason uh, that that I need to get you over here again very quickly is to help with that. But my point with the loading times is, is that when you are dealing something, dealing with something that is optimized and then you were dealing with something that wasn't, it's very obvious at this point. It doesn't yes. matter if it's PS5, PC, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Road times we're we're getting spoiled. Like we've seen a couple games on the PS5. I don't want to see load times anymore. I don't yeah. need to see them on the on the on the PC. Like if if I pick up a 3070, which I figured out that uh, the three series are getting cheaper, you can find them places. They're they're easy to buy. But like if I load up a a uh a three series nvidia card and start playing uh cyberpunk or something like that the the load times better be significantly reduced because if the playstation 5 can do it with the appropriate drive i would hope that an eight gig nvidia card could do it like seriously i don't want to see load times anywhere it yeah. matters I, I mean, at it's, this point. It, it absolutely does on a PC. It's a different world because it is. Yes. It's so dependent on your drive. It's not dependent on your video card, uh, uh, obviously, as much. But that's the bu- brilliance of a console is that you could standardize it, right? That you should have yeah. that expectation across the board uh, on a console. And and I am really, really happy that load times are are at least 
in the biggest capacity, mostly a thing of the past, the load times in Horizon, where like you can't finish reading the tip on the screen before it's ready to go. Uh, <laughs> like that's a brilliant thing. I love that. Like I think of playing like all the Grand Theft Auto games or Rockstar games where you fire up the game and then you wait for five minutes while it loads. Like uh, understandably, because it's this huge open world, you got to load all that, whatever. But that's basically gone now, which is it, it's. Sad. It's a great thing, and and I hope it continues to improve. Oh yeah, my, I mean, my within reason. There's only yeah. so much work can improve, you know. <laughs> like it's almost gone. You can't like do negative load time, which is great. Like it's just right. not a thing. Absolutely good. So, um, all that said, like I said at the beginning, we do have a little bit of news. We'll talk about uh, Ubisoft uh, uh, showed off Skull and Bones today, which, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, is this pirate game that we saw several years ago at E3. Had a lot of hype and it kind of disappeared uh, into uh, what is affectionately called game development hell, <laughs> where a game uh, gets into development phase and just gets locked up for whatever reason, the development issues, issues with the studio, whatever it is. Uh, that very much happened uh, with Skull and Bones uh, to the point that there was a lot of talk of will we ever see this game? Well, now we're seeing it, and it's actually coming really soon. Uh, November 8th is the uh, release date uh, for Skull and Bones, and so it is uh, going to be here uh, a lot sooner than I think most of us probably anticipated. Uh, It is uh, live service pirates. Uh, It is uh, in that way, uh, very reminiscent of what Sea of Thieves already is that exists out there, but this is a UB take on that, which is much darker and more foreboding than Sea of Thieves is, which is a little bit more... And they, they, they actually said out loud, which made me laugh. It, it's better looking. Right. Uh, <laughs> although it, it's, it's not that much better looking. It really isn't, right? Like, that's uh, for a game that we saw, like, essentially what it looks like now. We saw it look like that four or five years ago was really, really impressive. But it hasn't really improved that much since we saw it a while back, and it's taken a lot longer for it to get here. That at this point, it just looks fine. It doesn't look yeah. bad. It looks fine. But it's not anything that blew my mind seeing it. Now we're so jaded at this point of what video games can be uh, that, like, you really have to do something impressive to blow our minds, and it's just isn't it. So, <laughs> the, I, t- for me, it's not so much the visuals. For me, the part that uh, was whelming, to quote a gentleman from (laughs) from two weeks ago, the part that was whelming was that it was like they played 30 seconds of it, and it's very clearly, very obviously a UB game. And that sounds like an insult. And it kind of is, but, <laughs> but we've talked, that's, this is what they do. Like yep. whether it's Assassin's Creed or, or, or which by the way, they got this idea from ships on Assassin's Creed. Let's right. make that a game. And then, yeah. and, and so now we have this thing and, and like, it'll be fine. It'll be, a 70 or an 80 on Metacritic and people play it and like but but that's it. Like it's a Yubi game. And like I'm I'm I was surprised at your take because you said what I was thinking, which was I'm not really that impressed. And I I thought 
you would be more impressed for all of the reasons that we've been talking about Elden Ring for, and that is the strategery of the thing. Like it's it's there's a lot of strategery going on, and yeah. I I just don't care. Yeah, it it like there are elements of this that could make a really interesting game. It talked about all the different types of ships you can build. You know, like you start off as like low totem pole pirate dude uh, at this uh, den, pirate den, and that you have to like you know build a ship, get supplies, work your way up the ranks, gain gaining infamy, which is like you know the currency or or experience thing in this game, and and so you try to be as like awful of a pirate as you can and all the best ways possible if that makes sense like it's very much going to reward you for being a terrible person which is you know kind of a fun thing in a game um and so like all of that stuff has potential and especially from ub in a ub type game has potential of being intriguing and this very well could be but it's just lacking to me the purpose right like that that is a live service game as opposed to a single player title or something like that and it's you could do it multiplayer you it's said in there you could do everything in the game uh single player if you want to or whatever but it doesn't feel like it's going to have any purpose past just working your way up the ladder of of gaining infamy and trying to be better than than the next pirate over kind of thing which is fine and if you're like super into pirates like it's probably going to be a thing that you're you're really into i'm not personally super into pirates but like assassin's creed black flag made pirates like in a game a super cool thing like it, it really showed that you could do that in a compelling way which was yubi and if they would have done a single player yubi type game that is pirates you know like you are a pirate and you are working through a yubi type title of being a pirate like that would have intrigued me like far cry but pirates right like yeah. that sounds super cool but this just isn't that it's it's live service pirates and it's like i again i need you talk about that accomplishment thing coming back to like this aside from just like gaining more points i'm not into that kind of accomplishment like i don't like right. ranking accomplishment right like i don't like leaderboards like i'm not ever trying to get higher on a leaderboard of anything i play like that's not something i care about like i want goals and purpose for those goals and this feels like it's going to be a leaderboard thing more than than goal driven and that just you know it's whatever like it's a game that i i was really skeptical was ever going to actually come out it's going to come out and cool it's probably going to be a b or c title from ub and they're going to focus on other things i really don't think ub thinks this is going to be a great game for them because they you know did this no. standalone thing i mean with, i know, mean like for for crying out loud they, they had they had i watched a little bit of the uh community thing afterwards because they were actually playing the game and and the guy that was doing all of the all of the talking that was demonstrating all of the stuff. There was another guy there, but the guy that was doing most of the talking, I would have sworn was Badger from Breaking Bad. I'm like, oh, I'm listening, dude. I'm like, that's Badger. Badger is like, like, this is totally like it's really weird. That's Badger. Um and it was that guy and and another guy. And they're sitting in front of, of massive uh, screens w with uh, with with like e Xbox controllers, which I've I've talked about that for a second uh, because you've gotten to the point where you play almost everything on controller. You're doing a lot of streaming now. You got you 
you got a lot of stuff going on. So you're playing a lot of stuff on controller. And to see a dev who created this game. And and this is another one of those games that I, I feel like should have been designed for PC. It wasn't. Uh, it, it's very clearly designed for console. With, they're literally sitting in front of monitors with PCs on a desk with an Xbox controller plugged in. It, it just feels weird to me. Everybody plays with controllers now hooked up to a, a PC and I'm, I'm having to like get over it uh, because it just, it, it feels awkward. Like I don't think it's possible to play uh, skull and bones on a mouse and keyboard. I, I don't really think that's the thing. Uh, maybe, but, but like I watched you play cyberpunk on a, on a controller from my house. And I'm thinking this would be so much easier on a mouse and keyboard. We didn't have a mouse and keyboard. So I, you know, we didn't get to try that, but I, it just feels awkward to me. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it is, uh, I mean, it's interesting to see the types of games that work better one way or the other. And, and, you know, something like a shooter app. Absolutely. Uh, if you can mouse and keyboard that, I think uh, at least uh, a lot of serious gamers are going to probably prefer that input method. But on that point that you made where everything's moving to streaming and that kind of stuff, like controllers are just convenient. You know, yeah. they're small. They're easy yep. to carry around with you, all that kind of stuff. And so it does feel like there has been more controller centric, like, even just gameplay reveals and that kind of stuff than there used to be. But also like just putting it on a screen, it's easier to show a person with a controller in their hand. And so there may be just some, you know, logistics into that, but it is an interesting uh, observation uh, and a little bit of a potential change uh, the gaming industry. I, man, a game like skull and bones. I just don't know about mouse and keyboard. Like, no, uh, it's I, to, I it might be brilliant. Like I'm, yeah. I'm both like going, that would be terrible or that would be super great. I don't know well, which way it would be. <laughs> I don't, because we didn't have a controller in our hands. I don't really know how, how it works. It looks to me like the, the game is actually designed for a mouse and keyboard. Cause you're the captain and you're giving commands right. and you're steering the ship and you're doing all of that. And, and, Whenever these guys were taking on ports or whatever, it would switch the lookout or it would switch the gunners or like yeah. it, it, it looked to me like it was geared for a mouse and keyboard and nobody's going to play it that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A so. uh, couple other news bits uh, past Skull and Bones, which is fine. Uh, whatever. We'll see when it comes out. Uh, a game that comes out uh, now that we have an official release uh, date for it on the day after uh, Skull and Bones, which is unfortunate for Skull and Bones, uh, is God of War Ragnarok, uh, which is going to take all of the oxygen in the gaming world uh, at that point. Um, so much so that uh, it, it appears that Square Enix postponed the release of their game Forsaken, which we've seen. It actually looks kind of cool. Uh, that was supposed to come out later this year. They pushed it to January for what can only seem to be to make room for God of War, uh, because in their statement and talk about postponing it, they were like, we're we're good. The game looks good. We're basically done with it. Uh, we're just going to push it back to January, which is 
whatever. But I, I don't think that's a bad call because God of War is going to uh, suck all the oxygen out of the room. Uh, and like I said, now has a release date. We didn't get it last week at a big official reveal like we thought we were going to. Instead, it came on a blog post on uh, Wednesday morning. <laughs> it's just random. Uh, but November 9th, uh, we'll see. I, again, always take release dates with a grain of salt. I, um, but can- I, I think they're going to make this one unless something really awful happens because they have been so crazy cautious in releasing it or uh in in announcing the release date for it can i just say i wish more people would do what square did and and not only what square did but i hope that they take this time to to actually work on the games to 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 work out some bugs and do some things and yeah and not just say it's done and put it on the shelf and yeah and, and that be, because because they're right i mean they looked at it and they're like we can't compete with kratos that's stupid yeah um and especially I, you're releasing a new ip like yeah. give yourself some room for that yeah be the only thing that's happening when you put that thing out so yeah, yeah. smart uh smart uh uh point on on square there for sure uh there is a a new trailer for god of war we didn't get any like gameplay they didn't do a big event there's nothing like that but there is a new like 30 second uh cinematic trailer that the edge shows this big giant wolf which is really pretty cool um and so god of war is one of those games that we know what it's going to be you know like you don't have to show me 20 minutes of gameplay to sell me on it like you needed to with skull and bones and you still didn't uh but that's a game that they need to do that because we don't know what it's going to be God of War, we know exactly what it's going to be. Uh, and so, like, they don't ever have to show us necessarily more than that. I hope we get a little bit more. I bet next month, maybe August, uh, we'll get a, a PlayStation, a Sony State of Play that has more God of War Ragnarok in it to get more into the story and that kind of stuff. Um, but they're not going to spend a whole lot of time hyping us for it because we're already hyped for it. <laughs> and so they don't need to. It'd be kind of silly of them to put that much effort into hyping people that are already hyped. Uh, so I'm hyped. Uh, I, I hope it lands uh, in November. If it doesn't, I will wait for it until it gets here. Uh, but excited that we officially have a release date. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing, uh, especially after the last game. We know what they can do and they don't really need to show us. Just give us more. Yep, 100%. Uh, Uh, Speaking of waiting for games, uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 is a game that will come out someday. uh, Theoretically, a little bit sooner than uh, otherwise would have been uh, because Rockstar has reportedly scrapped uh, remakes of uh, the original Red Dead Redemption and of Grand Theft Auto 4 that they were working on after... Good boys! Yes. (laughs) Good boys! After the very... uh, uh, disappointing i think is a fair way to say the the grand theft auto trilogy uh release went um yeah grand theft auto 4 holds up fine yes the original red dead redemption eh, looks dated but it holds up fine and that's you know like they updated the original trilogy the problem that i had with playing san andreas wasn't that it looked bad i mean it, it was fine they upgraded the graphics they were interesting it's just the game didn't play great because no. I have a different expectation of what open world games are, you know, 15 years after that game came out or whatever it is. And so, yeah, work on new stuff. We talked about this <laughs> last week. Rockstar's doing it. But the one thing that some people are pretty bummed about that also got sacrificed in this, which you and I 
aren't going to be that bummed about, but understandably for some people, uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 online uh, uh, content is also being way scaled back. And so there were some major updates that were planned for Red Dead Redemption online. Of course, Grand Theft Auto uh, online from Grand Theft Auto 5 is still a huge deal. They're still putting out new content for that. Uh, But the Red Dead Redemption online is going to be scaled back. And, you know, that sucks for people that are into that world. And I get that you and I, that's not really our thing. And so whatever. Uh, but that, that to me bums me out a little bit more for people than them scrapping the remakes. Cause nobody needs the remakes. No, uh, nobody and, needs a remake. And, and the red dead stuff, red dead is that one game where online makes total sense to me. Like if you're going to, if you're going to have a persistent world with other players, Online in Red Dead makes total sense, and I cannot tell you why. Like when 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 I heard you know Grand Theft Auto Pops getting online, I was like, "Oh no, that's <laughs> awesome! No, don't do that." But Red Dead it makes total sense, uh, and and I can't. Maybe it's because of the pace of Red Dead. It's just it's slower and it's not yeah. really twitchy and. And I, I don't know. It just, so I feel bad about that because I, I feel like Red Dead Online is kind of like Elden Ring. If we ever got a hold of it, like that's it. Like you you would have to take six weeks leave because we're not (laughs) playing anything else, you know? Uh, So yeah, I am a little bummed about that. That's fair, but uh, I'm I'm much more interested in in Grand Theft Auto Six than anything else. So work on that and make it good. So, yeah. uh, lastly, uh, this whole uh, not E3 uh, year of E4 uh, may be an outlier. Uh, as of now, E3 is confirmed for 2023, returning to LA, and maybe the most significant part of this announcement uh, will be uh, produced by Reed Pop. Uh, which is uh, who who's done packs in the past, which is probably the biggest thing. Uh, but they've right. also done New York City Comic Con, uh, Star Wars Celebration, lots of other big events like this. But it's done packs, and so knows how to do gaming conventions. Uh, and so the ESA, uh, knowing that they need to do something different, bringing in a proven team to do something different for E3 and trying to bring it back uh, for 2023. Uh, I I will be skeptical until it happens that it will happen, but I am happy that they are working on it because I definitely have missed it this year. I, we talked about missing it. Here's my issue with all of that. And you, you mentioned it at the beginning of the show, COVID's coming back around and it's something we're all going to have to deal with. I, I have to run a service on Sunday with a couple of random people because the (laughs) the people that I normally work with aren't going to be there. And, and I am not one who believes uh, that you should, my doorbell just rang. I (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) Um, I'm not one who actually believes that you should uh, cancel. stuff. like, I'm fixing to go sit in the movie theater with 30 other people and see Top Gun Maverick for the second time. And I'm, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm not worried about it, but at the same time, uh, gaming convention at the LA convention center with, you know, eight zillion people. 
I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, like I'm like, I don't know how to. Can Can you help me? Because I don't know. I, I don't know how to adequately express that I'm not necessarily worried about COVID, but at the same time, we haven't had anything on that scale for a while. Yeah, you know? it's uh, it's yeah, we're still in that like, how do we live life post COVID? era now and trying to plan out what it looks like a year from now when there could be a new variant that is a lot more dangerous uh evades vaccines or something like that god willing that doesn't happen but definitely could right you just never know and so i am i am not as sure about anything happening you know six months a year from now as as i've ever been in my lifetime you know like i i just anything that you are planning that far out right now make sure you have a backup plan for like what happens if you can't do this? How do you get out of it? How, whatever, you know, you got to have a plan if things go South, which they very, very much can. And honestly for E3, if things go South, we do this again and we have another year where we don't have E3 and Jeff does summer game fest and, and, and all these companies do their own thing. And that's not the worst thing in the world. And if E3 does happen and, and you know, like Microsoft and Bethesda show up and EA shows up or whatever, it's a fun event. And and maybe Sony still doesn't show up. Maybe Reed Pop convinces Sony to come back. That would be huge. You know, uh, like there, there's things that could happen to make it even a bigger deal than it has been the past few years. Um uh, who knows? Basically, though, there's there's nothing to lose right now for E3 right. because it's already gone. It didn't exist this year. We didn't have it. And so we know what it's like that if it doesn't exist and, and the gaming industry is fine. If it comes back and is super cool, awesome bonus to the gaming industry. But if it doesn't, okay, we know we can survive with that. I mean, obviously, there's never was any doubt that we can survive without the gaming industry is going to be fine uh but it, it is a nice fun little summer bonus uh when it does happen that gets people hyped and, and all that fun stuff and so i hope it does if it doesn't we'll be doing e4 next year we we will absolutely and i will say this as long as there is potential for it to happen the older that we get the the, the closer that we get to the opportunity of maybe getting to go Yep. Uh, because because we get closer every year uh, to having the resources to be able to do that, and so I ain't mad at that. No, nope. uh, that's that's not a bad thing. Yep, hundred percent. So, 100%. so uh, that's uh, that's everything we got for this one. Uh, there's probably going to be more no- news happening in the next couple of weeks, so we may be back with more E4. We may be back with the normal show. Who knows at this point? We'll see what happens. So we're, we're kind of playing it week by week at this point. We're here. That's all we know. We're here. Uh, We're still talking about games. I'm going to play more Elden. Like I already have in my mind what I'm doing on Elden Ring next, you know? And so like, I'm going to go play some more Elden Ring tonight. Uh, Things are good. Do you hear him, folks? We 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 may be creeping up on an end to intervention. (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, because uh, I think it's got it firmly, it's got it firmly in its grasp. So it does. we it, will uh, we'll, unexpectedly so. Uh, we'll see how I'm, that I'm goes. About that, I'm I'm gonna. I, I've got a free day essentially on Saturday, and so nice. That's what I'm doing is watching you play Elden Ring, uh, and, and trying to limp along with my PC <laughs> at my parents' house. Which a dying hard drive is not fun, folks. Yeah, it's not fun at all. Even if there's not anything on it that matters, it's not fun at all. Uh, so I, I'm going to do that and watch you play a lot of Elden Ring. And uh, we will be back 
at some point next week to talk about something. I have no idea what it'll be. But in the meantime, you need to go by the Facebook page and check that thing out because there's lots of discussion going on about the Steam Deck and various other things. Uh, and uh, that that's a really good place to hang out. We we got we got guys over there that really like to talk, and they tell us when we're full of crap. And so, if you, if you want to go hang out with some people, the Facebook page is the way to do it. Tommy is always on the Twitter. He's got stuff going on there. Please, please, please add us on Twitter. We need more followers. It's pitiful, folks. It is. Uh, we we really need more followers. So add us on Twitter. Uh, other than that, uh, I think that's about it. We've already told you to go to Patreon. We'll totally take your money. Uh, but but for right now, I think that's it. Is there anything else, sir? I think we're good. I'm Jamie. That's Tommy. This is Gaming Uncensored's continuing coverage of idiots explaining entertainment. And it's only on GamingUncensored.com. And we are out. is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored.